Welcome to the Gyms Cast, which is the official podcast of the Gyms Group. My name is Joel Kleber and I'm your host. And on the Gyms Cast, you can expect interviews with franchisees, interviews with franchisors and other people, and also the big man, Jim himself, who frequently drops in for our Ask Jim episodes and various other special interviews with Jim as well. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating if possible. And also, for more information, please visit www.gyms.net. That's great. Thank you very much. You've definitely embarrassed me and Jim up here. You can see Jim's going red and myself as well. And as Jim has said at the start, we weren't expecting many people to be here because it's January 10 and we didn't know how many were coming. So thanks for hanging around and giving a heap of questions as well. So if you are watching online, um, please make sure you like and share the live stream. We're going to try and whip through these from our people who, have, who are our new franchisees who are in the audience tonight. I've also got a couple of here I want to ask Jim as well just at the very start because if people submit questions prior, we like to give them precedent. So without further ado, what I'm going to do is read these questions first from the audience during the week and we're going to then basically call out your name, come up to the mic, get yourself on our Facebook, YouTube and podcast and all that sort of stuff and then ask him a question. If you want to ask him as well a rebuttal question to what you've asked him, please feel free to do so as well. At the end of the night, we give uh, some prizes. There'll be five of them for the best questions so you get a fair chance of getting something at the end of the night. So Jim, first question I've got during the week, I'm going to give this one from Adam Bainbitch. So you can submit these online via Instagram and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Hi Jim, when you started franchising, were there franchise consultants back then or just lawyers and a lot of questions to ask other people? Then the second part was, also with computers being very limited compared to today's technology, how did you cope? And were you constantly asking slash annoying solicitors and franchise people to learn? So that's from Adam. Well, there may have been franchise consultants around, but I didn't ask any of them, just lawyers. <laughs> and <laughs> and how did you go the lawyers? That was very frustrating. Mm. As I said this morning, trying to get lawyers to give me a contract I was happy with was difficult. I got a lot of a contract from, from VIP and I thought, oh, no way, I hated it. Mm. I didn't, so I couldn't even use it in any way. I had to get it done from scratch with all the peculiar things. It took me nine months. What about the computers back in the day? If I'd have known what I know now, I would have spent a lot less time with lawyers and a lot more time working on computer technology. Because when we first started it, it was a very manual process. Because the way that we work at gyms is we have a blackboard where you actually put down the work you want and the suburbs and stuff. We used to do all this manually. It was only, and, and that would cost so much that actually meant that the business ran at a loss initially because it was so expensive. And it's only after we automated that process that it started to become a lot more cost effective. Mm. So, yeah, in retrospect, I should have spent a lot more money on IT and a lot less money on lawyers. Have you told the story about the blackboard itself? I, I know you've just mentioned it briefly. Well, the blackboard then, was originally a blackboard. Right. That's why we actually, we still called it a blackboard, but it was actually written down so you'd have all your franchisees and how much work they wanted and everything else on the blackboard and you had a list of the suburbs they covered. So when a job came in, it'd be taken and put in a bit of paper, then you'd have to put it into a little like a lunchbox with all kinds of dividers in it and that would go, then we'd be phoned through the franchisee. It was really, really manual. Mm. We couldn't have lasted like that for very long, it was just right at the beginning. But, uh, and in fact, what, what we do at gyms really wouldn't have been possible before the age of computers. Mm. We've got a lot of people chiming in the comments and questions, which is fantastic. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Maybe just an update as well. You had a bit of an interview today, didn't you? Yeah, I spoke yeah. to Channel 7. Channel but 7, what was that about? Well, there's a lot of complaints about gouging, people charging ridiculous amounts of money. So the point I made to them was, well, there's a big demand for services these days, and we actually, you know, we actually encourage our franchisees to charge more. 
Mm. I, I really made a different point to what they said. And what, what my point was that there's incredible opportunities within the, the service industry, home service industry, and that people should be aware of that. I didn't watch the news tonight, but if anyone watched the news tonight, please put in the comments if Jim was on. I think the Djokovic, mm. the Djokovic stuff took a bit of centre station. You know, I've got bumped to tomorrow, I reckon. So we'll hopefully see you on tomorrow. Well, I'm supposed to talk to 3AW tomorrow too. Okay. So hopefully well, see you on I think it's good. And uh, the point I make to the, to the public is that um, we're not about being cheap. Mm. We're about giving great service. We are not low priced. I want to get that message out there. I want to get the message to the public so that they, they want cheapest price, they don't contact us. We don't want that business. And I want to get a message, obviously, to respective franchisees. Hey, you can make an awful lot of money. Mm. I've got another question as well from Paul Maher during the week. He basically said, fun question, as a man who, that has based his early career on lawn care, what's your favourite type of grass for aesthetic look and what was your least favourite to mow? Was it a bit of cooch, buffalo, what was it? I really don't know about as far as... They're the two I know, so that's the only ones I said it to you. So. I really like trees better than grass, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a do you have a favourite grass to mow? I, what I was, was Melbourne lawns in your area? Buffalo was, was a really yeah. hard one because it gets very dense and, and, and the mower sinks into it, your rotary mower. So very itchy I was as well. never, yeah. never crazy about buffalo. Very, very, it's very resilient. It is. But as far as the, the trouble is with any grass is that no matter what you put in, the weeds and stuff get in and it all changes to something quite different eventually anyway. Mm. I don't mind as long as it's neat. There you go. Thanks for that one, Paul. All right, cool. Let's get into people's uh, new franchisees questions here. We've got a hell of a lot of them, which is fantastic. So the first one I'm going to read out is from Ellen. Where is Ellen? Ellen, hand up. Cool. So whilst Ellen's coming up, this is a good question. Can, can, can I come to the mic can, just so we can sorry. microphone up the, the at the front there? Yeah. It's like you've got to be the center of attention for a little bit. Yeah. We want everybody to hear your lovely voice. And, and, uh, so Ellen's from Dogwash coming up, and it's a really appropriate question. If you like to make it a bit clearer. Yeah. Okay. Put it down here. Um, as a beginner, <laughs> I want to know what do I need to do to be better than good? I want to be like exceptional franchisee. How to be an exceptional franchisee? Good question, Alan. Well, most of our franchisees are exceptional. So <laughs> All right, well, what do I need to do? <laughs> oh, look, it's just what I was talking about this morning, Ellen. The, the, um, it's ringing back clients ultra fast. Turn up when you say you will. Just be a nice sort of person, which I'm sure you are, and do a good job on the dog. To be honest, the, the levels of service out there are so poor. The, you know, we, her reputation is just by being re quite reasonable. Mm -hmm. But as to, as to being exceptional, it's, it's, I've just got to do with personality beyond that. If you're the kind of person that the dogs like, mm -hmm. and obviously I presume you're a dog lover or you wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And just a nice person to get on with. A lot of it's just relationships. We, we find that people are much more sensitive to things like that than they are to, you know, to price. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it rates fairly low, and particularly when it comes to dog wash, because because dogs are very much like children. That they're, they're very people are very protective of animal. If yes. the dog likes you, they don't want somebody else. I don't care mm -hmm. they charge half as much. Yeah. They want <coughs> you, and they'll really, really want to keep you. So there's a very, very high customer loyalty within dog wash in particular. Cool. Great question. Thanks for that, Ellen. Thank you. And if you guys have got a follow up as well, if you question, you can ask Jim on the mic. It's no problem. We've had someone ask like six back and forth. So it was yeah. a bit of an argument. It's not too bad, but you can do that if you want as well. We've got a lot of comments and questions coming in as well. So g'day to Riley, Adam, Haydar's tuning in, saying all the best for the new year. Hey, just passed a thousand franchisees cleaning group last last year. And then Sean Cowie saying, Jim, can you private message me back? Email Jim at Jim's.net, Sean, and he'll respond to you. Oh, cool. All right, let's get into another question here from our new franchisees in training. So this one's from Daniel. Where is Daniel? Daniel right at the front, from Jim's Dogwash. Hello, Jim. 
Yeah. Yeah. My question is really simple. Just, uh, I want to ask you, how can you, at your age at the moment, so how can you, uh, being that uh, energetic, I want to learn from you. How old do you think Jim is? Nearly 70. That's right. I'm 61. So I learned, I learned what you were going, going to do. You've got a way to go. Um, look, there's, there's better than you, Jim. It's, it's interesting. Everybody looks better than me. I said, looks fitter than you. Not I looks fitter. Looks fitter. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Exercise. Exercise. Very important. I, I have at least half an hour a day worth of vigorous exercise. At the weekend, can be several hours working on my farm, so that's really important. Keep your weight under control, which if you've got a physical job, isn't so difficult, like, like um, what you will have. Um, and a lot of it's just doing something that you love. If, if you enjoy your work, you don't really work a day. It's just fun. And I used to enjoy mowing lawns and gardening. That's why I did it, because I, like, I love the outdoors. I, don't, I would never work inside if I could avoid it. So, yeah, keep fit. Watch your, watch your weight um, and do something you really, really enjoy. Having a happy family life makes a lot of difference too. So I have to make myself more hardworking. <laughs> well, the nice thing about what you do, though, is, is that in your own business, there's no real reason you should retire. Yeah. Like, like, for example, we've got quite a few franchisees in their 70s doing very physical work like mowing lawns and so forth. Really? You're one 80-year-old in cleaning. Yeah, one Michael one, Venar is his name. Just turned 80. Uh, yeah. Just had his 80th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So quite I a few... I thought and my service old enough. <laughs> you're only young. We've, we've had people start at 68, you're, you're, like Ian and you're stuff. A mere, and you're a mere child in short pants by the standards of these guys. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's true though. I mean, look, one of the great tragedies of my mother's life is that she was a relief teacher. And at 65, she was basically sacked from the education because she, too, she was too old. And that was terrible for her because she wasn't working, you know, five days a week. But she loved what she did. The principals liked it. The kids liked her. And the education department said, no, you're too old. She yeah. threw on the dust heap. And she became less active, her mind went down, and she eventually became senile. I reckon if the education might hadn't had a grain of sense and humanity, they would have let her keep on working as long as she was capable, and then she would have had a much, much better old age. She wasn't short of money, but, but she, it was terrible what they did to her, and I'll never forget that. The great thing about your own business is that in, in 20 years' time, when you're 81, you can still be washing dogs. Now, you might not do, you know, 10 dogs a day, but maybe you'll, maybe you'll do... 12, 15 dogs a week, enough to keep yourself interested and yeah. active and yeah. a bit of income and everything else. I don't see why, I don't believe in retirement. Yeah. I mean, you look at people like um, Rupert Murdoch and Warren Buffett, both of them in their 90s and still going strong. And one of the things about those guys is they're both very fit. Like Warren Buffett has a, a racquetball court, which we'll shortly have in a few months' time. He still eats a cheeseburger yeah. and Coke every day, a can of Coke. Yeah, but yeah. he's still fit. Yeah. He's, he's fit, and, and uh, Rupert Murdoch, the same thing. So I, I intend to be going active in my 90s, and I hope you will too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll go with you. <laughs> we had a, we had a guy you. mowing start at 72 last year, and I think in his first week he turned over 2,800. 20, yeah. There's a 72-year-old in his first week in, in mowing. So. Or Ian, the mowing guy. Did you Ian Seeger, yeah. Vitos, Ian Seeger, he said he made more money mowing lawns in his 70s than, than he ever had working as a manager from uh, Bunnings, Bunnings yeah. in his younger life. So okay. Anyway, thank you very much, Jim. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Daniel. Good, good luck good with question. business. Yeah. Really good one. There's quite a lot of stuff online about this kind of stuff too. I, I've done a few interviews and things. Yeah. Talk about aging and stuff. I'm, I'm we've done a whole thing on fitness. So if you want to know, I fit gyms for half an hour. I think it was fitness and diet, and you go right through what you eat, and we do it down your life as well. I've never we felt yeah. more more fit, more active, and stuff. I just really. My wife's 17 years younger than me, and she complains she can't keep up with me. 
<laughs> it's just I walk too fast and everything too fast. I'm always impatient, always got new ideas. You are very impatient, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll tell you something else too. It's a, good, it's a really good question. Another thing, it's important to keep your mind active. Yeah. I read all the time. I listen to talking books. I'm really actively engaged in all kinds of stuff. So I'm, and I'm always coming up with ideas, always changing things. But you said the last two years you've been changing more. Yeah, we've yeah. made more changes in the past two years than we have in the previous decade. And it's mm. just, I reckon, I reckon reading. When you're out on the road doing something, you know, listening to, the, to a talking book is, is a fantastic thing. It keeps your mind occupied and it's something to listen to, interesting and stuff. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Even, even mowing, you can do it these days because we have electric mowers which are quiet. You couldn't in, back in my days. Mm. But these battery-powered mowers are great. I recommend to anybody do that. Even when you're travelling between jobs, listen to something. It's, it's fantastic. Speaking of mowers, we've got Daryl here. Where's Daryl with his question? Daryl. So the people online as well with the questions and comments, we will get some, I will get some. I just want to get to make sure as many as we can from our uh, We did get good here. questions from our live audience. That's Absolutely. That's yeah. Always good. Jim. Jim. Uh, what was your, what was the brand of your first mower? Brand of your first Victor. mower. Victor. It was a Victor. No, sorry, hang on a bit. It was a, no, I think it was a Pope actually, an orange Pope. Okay, because the photo we put online, you got the green, you got this old green looking thing and some people either guess Massport or Victor. No, no, that was way back. So my first mower was about 1974, 1974, 75. I think it was a Pope. I think it's actually in the book somewhere. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Pope. Thank you. But I'm a great believer in, in battery powered mowers now. Okay. I can tell you that. We've got the trade day coming up in March, uh, March 19, and we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. So if you are Vic based or even in the state, you can get that's, it. that's not just mowing, that's, that's everything. Mm. You know, dog wash, we've got cleaning, we've got all kinds of things. We're going to probably have a thousand people on site, we reckon. So you are just interested in general, come along in March 19, we'll do a lot of stuff on social media, updating and all the stuff. And good stuff, stuff for the kids too, like the There'll rides, be some rides there. Cars, Believe it or not, there's going to be some rides here, fireworks, I think. A lot of free food. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It'll be that. a great day. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for the question, so good one. Cool, next one here we have is from Miguel. Where's Miguel? Miguel is from the cleaning group. Jim, have you ever thought of having Jim's first aid as a division? Jim's first aid is a division, Jim. Never thought about that, actually. I don't know. They do first aid packs in test and tags. The test and tag and fire safety do first aid packs, but as regards to more than that, there's yeah. What are you thinking, Miguel? What type of services? Uh, because every three weeks you gotta get a you gotta do a first aid course. Oh, and okay. Meetings. So like the training stuff. You will save so much money instead of getting someone. From oh, the we're actually to we're actually launching a registered training organisation. Um, we're just in the process of getting that set up. We'll have our first courses going in a couple of months, and first aid will be one of the first ones we do. So we're actually going to be teaching people to do all kinds of stuff. Because we're going to teach them first aid, but we're going to do courses in first aid. We'll do courses in dog, in, in dog grooming, in horticulture, in all kinds of carpentry, all kinds of things like that. One of the reasons for that is, is to get either workers for our franchisees who are always desperate for good people, or else to put them into franchises themselves. But yeah, we, we will be doing that. Yeah, Jim's first aid would work, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be there. Yeah. It'll be a first aid course. It'll be a good course, too. Okay. So we won't tell the supplier who does it currently, though. They don't know anything about it. No. Hopefully <laughs> they're not watching, no. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Miguel. Cool, I've got a lot of comments on, the, on here as well. I just want to get to a few, Jim, because they're taking the time. So a lot of people saying g'day and happy new year and stuff from Brendan. And someone's gone, where are you guys? We're at head office today, which is great. We can be in here, which is fantastic. Everyone's got masks and all that sort of stuff. 
Got one here from Lee Sutterby, which is probably a good one uh, to read out, just a current franchisee. Yeah, I know, I know Lee. Lee, yeah. He, so he emails me often. There you go, current franchisee jumping on. So he's gone, Jim, why does a possible complaint now automatically generate a one-star rating for the job that is not from the customer? The job will not go ahead and now cannot be done, changed, cannot be changed, thanks. From Lee. A, a complaint by itself doesn't generate a one-star rating. In effect, a one-star rating generates a complaint. Right. So if a, friend, if a customer puts down one stars, which indicates that what their response basically is a B for bad, that is actually, that, that becomes a complaint. Okay. And we'll put down if we know what it's about. But sometimes a, 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 a poor star rating can actually be, they give us a B for bad, and what they mean is it's a bad price. So if we find that out, we'll, we'll, we'll delete the complaint and just change it to a price rating, which is not a complaint. So is that one Lee can just email you, or has he been in contact with you? Lee, you yeah. Lee emails me constantly about <laughs> <laughs> complaints. And puts it on the Facebook line, it's not a problem. It's good. It's all right. We have, we have yeah. a process, and mm. Lee doesn't always agree with me, and I don't always agree with each other about what, <laughs> what, um, what a complaint means, but I do knock off some of his, his, his complaints. Well, for transparency, if you ever got a question you want to put Jim on recording, you can do it on this Ooh, platform is the way right. to go. Bailey Sutherland as well in the comments is going real quickly. Best job for mowing, gardening, slashing, or once-off mowing? Bailey's a young fellow for mowing around. The best job? He says the best job for money. Is it gardening, slashing, or one-off mowing? Mowing jobs. Ah, oh, slashing. <laughs> slashing. I used it towards the end of my mowing career back in the 80s, just when I was, just before I launched the franchise and I had subbies and so forth, I only used to do two jobs. One was slashing and I had this big self-propelled Deutsche slasher and the other was clearing gutters. Because I could, like, look, bear in mind, this is the 80s. This is uh, more than 30 years ago. I charged 90 bucks for a job. It took me half an hour. I thought in those days, $108 an hour was pretty good money. What's that for inflation now? Probably double, double yeah. at least. Yeah. So I could make really, really good money. And gutters the same. You know, you clear somebody's gutters these days, you'd charge. So I, I used to love it too. I used to love my slasher. It was a real fun thing. I, I remember charging these huge blackberry bushes over my head, just charging in and coming out and going in and out. It was, it was really fun. I like, I like the, mm. it's, it's the like aggressive the, nature of it almost. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like the, the lawnmower equivalent of a Harley, you know. <laughs> it's got a lot of gump to it. <laughs> and one more from Sarah, Crips before we move on to the other questions, is talking about vaccination moving forward. Should we require our clients be vaccinated before we attend? Question mark from Sarah Crips. Nah. I mean, it depends on the job, of course. But if you're outside, like if you're something like dog wash or, or cleaning, no, it's not cleaning, or, or mowing or fencing or those kind of things, you don't actually have to go anywhere near the client. And in fact, even if you do go inside, you can avoid being anywhere near them. Mm. You wear a mask, you take precautions. I really think we've got about the lowest risk business ever. Mm. I did have one particular franchisee who said they didn't want to do a client because they weren't vaccinated or something like that. And I just said that's unreasonable. Mm. I said, just, just don't, don't go near the client if you're concerned about it. Thanks for that question, Sarah. I'm going to have some more questions here. We've got heaps in the comments still. One more as well. One comments has gone. Torre Giacotto's gone. He's been around for 20 years, I think. Torre's yeah, gone off. Hi, Jim. Just to let you know, the ladies in the office do a wonderful job. That's a nice plug. I don't know who he's talking about, but thanks, that's a, thanks, that's that's a nice right. plug for a toy. Yeah, I've had a few, I've yeah. had a few uh, emails and back and forth from his EG, even though his, his franchisee rating. He's a good long-termer, and thanks for tuning in your toy. Cool. Next question here from the audience is from Mary. I'm going to read out. Where's Mary? Mary. What division are you going to be, Mary? Um, cleaning. Cleaning. Cool. Yeah, hi, Jim. How are you? Hi, Mary. Hi. Um, I just want to ask, what's the highest income of a franchisee that you know of? Highest income of a franchisee? Has a bella? 
I don't know. I know I know quite a few are, are turning over close to a million. I heard there was a, a franchisee in in Queensland, sorry, in, in Sydney, who was turning over two million. Which division know. was that? Mowing or cleaning? Mowing. So I, I really don't know. So can I change my division then? <laughs> 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 but the people who make the most money... I mean, I'm willing to put in the work. <laughs> okay, let me tell you, if you're talking about the amount of money that you make as an individual, mm-hmm. there are certain divisions. Um, skip bins will be number one, mm-hmm. but you've got like, you've got like nearly $200,000 worth of equipment, so it's a yeah. very heavy capital investment. Mm-hmm. And tenors also seem to be a very high earner, but again, you've got no regular clients, so it's, yeah. it's a once-off sort of thing. So given that you've got plenty of work, they're very lucrative. But as far as actually making money is concerned, the top income is earned by people who actually build major businesses. Now, whether I was talking, somebody tonight was saying there was a, a, a um, dog wash guy who had, was it three trailers or five trailers? Yeah, that's Joe Curtis, I think. How Joe, many trailers do they have? I think he's got three or something and a team working three. for him. Three, yeah. Three. Yeah. But that's only so far, and they're still, in nine months, they're mm. still going on. So the, the point about it is really, is it's, mm. any division can be brilliant. It's really up to you as a manager how you do it. The, the key thing you've got to be able to do is to, you've got to be able to find and train staff. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing. It's not the work itself. It work for most divisions, it's pretty much unlimited. Mm-hmm. But your ability to be able to manage and recruit the right kind of staff is difficult. <coughs> and you've got to be prepared to go through a few. One of the things I hope to do later this year sometime is to put together a course, including probably a, a, um, a residential component to teach people how to do exactly that. Because mm. okay, we, we really like people who are turning over a million dollars a year. It's very good for us because it gets a bit of unserviced leads. And they also have a great recommendation to the, to the system. Right. Biggest one in cleaning group I've heard of is, I think one franchisee had 18 staff in cleaning, mm-hmm. 18 staff. Because there's all the work there, it doesn't matter how you scale the business. So yeah. the mm-hmm. thousandth franchisee, we, we're gonna have an interview with her. Mm-hmm. She started with cleaning group in December and she turned off leads after three days. Now our kids work in the business, so yeah. <laughs> the work's there, it's just a matter of what you want to yeah. do and, and you scale it, yeah. It's yes, good. actually, I was, at, I was mm. buying some cherries out at several the other day and... Um, Poppy, yeah. It was Poppy, she actually came up to me and she was really nice. I didn't actually recognise how she knew me and then I saw the gym's <laughs> cleaning cap on, but a whole family was there and they're all in the business. Mm. They're all working, this, 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 this is time. <laughs> yeah. And she's... It's just... Look, that's what you're after, honestly. Yeah. What most franchisees want is a great, is a decent income mm-hmm. with a lot of flexibility and limited yeah. hours. And to be quite blunt, that's pretty where, where most people go. But if you have to, in, you, to drive the ambition to build a major business, Maybe this is a great time and yeah. a great place to be. Yeah. And when we get our, our um, RTO going, one of the things we're going to be doing, focusing on, is trying to find workers for you. Mm-hmm. Train people in, do it, and then say, okay, we recommend this person's been trained, then they're the job. They're a good worker. Are you interested mm-hmm. to help people to take on staff? Yeah, that was actually part of the idea I had with Jim's in the beginning. This is very important. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like finding people yeah, that to work for you. Yeah. and train them, and just mm-hmm. like give them to 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 franchise to franchises. And yeah. if we can do that, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. And then some of them may become friends. Yeah, Jim's Jim's recruitment. Recruitment. Yeah, Jim's yeah. recruitment agency. Well, that's what I mean. It'll be an RTO. Yeah. We'll be actually running courses. Because what we're going to say to the, to the people in general is, listen, you can go to a TAFE and you can get taught by somebody who's never run a business in their life. Yeah. Or you come to us and, and then you go out and try and find a job. You come to us 
you get taught by people who are actually being successful in business all the time. Nobody, nobody acts as a trainer in gyms. He doesn't know what they're talking about. He's never done it. And then we're going to give you introduction to, 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 to thousands of franchisees who want workers. Or we'll show you how to run your own business. Or we'll give you a, a cost on a franchise. Why wouldn't that be a great deal? If you want to go, if you want to get some skills, why not learn it from the from the horse's mouth? And why not have something which is pretty more guaranteed? This will help the business in many different aspects. Yes, it will. Servicing more leads and yeah, right. Just look, the unserviced leads, even though it's good in some ways, it's an embarrassment. And we really, really, really want franchisees to take on more work. It's great when somebody's got three trailers after nine months because they're taking yeah. the work we can't handle. 320,000 unserviced leads last year. Yeah, 328,000. 328,000 unserviced leads last year. That is not good. And if you want to know that does damage, actually Google Jim's fencing and have a look at the comments on it. We've got about a 1.5 star rating, but it's not because they do bad fences, it's because we can't do them. Yeah. People get so frustrated because we can't do it. They'll ring month after month after month to try and get Jim's fencing to come out, and we can't help them, and they get mad. So if you're Fencing people here, come on, put workers on. We need you. That's right. And everybody else, cleaning, dog wash, mowing, everybody. It'd be great to have that level of ambition. And I hope some of you down the track of it will have, probably have multiple employees. All right. Thanks. You can stay for your division. Okay. Most important yeah, question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Good to hear. We won't get in trouble from here. We won't get a call. People sometimes come back and say, can I buy a second franchise? And I always say, well, yes, but you can. But why would you want to? Because yeah. we'll give you all the work you can handle in your own franchise. And if you're turning over a million dollars a year, and you're only paying the same base fee as now, you'll make a hell of a lot more money because you only pay one lot of fees. A great question. Got a lot of comments on the feed as well. So I'm just going to read out a couple from people in training. So Paul Mars going, business about service. Um, if you want to be exceptional, then provide a service over and beyond what everyone else is doing. If you have problems, try solving with service rather than finding ways to cut employees or costs, which is good from Paul. No one from Paul as he's gone, hi Jim, I'm living in Sydney and looking into getting pest control. I'm currently doing the course and I'm very much looking forward to a new start in 2022. Can't wait to join the Jim's family. So Paul's on remote. So as well, is he, is he in the course? Are you in the course today? I think Paul's in the course today. Yep. All right. I'm sorry I couldn't meet you guys actually. Anybody who's watching? It's, yeah. Well, Cameron Burns the other one. I just want to follow this real quickly because then you can talk about the offer. Gone. Hi, boss. We're set to come. He's already calling you boss. You work for yourself, Cameron. You don't have a boss. You're Hi, my boss. boss actually. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, boss. We're set to come to this week, but tested positive on Friday, so I had to switch to online at the last minute. Thanks to Paul Dewey for organising the switch so much. But if Cameron wants to come down, he he can. We'd love to. We'd love to. Anybody who who was I should say this on um, tomorrow, anyway, but mm. anybody who, who couldn't make it, we, 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 you can come and do any part of the course for free because we, we'd like to see it. And I really would like to meet you, those who didn't. I, I think I spoke to just about everybody here at least once, haven't I? Because um, I come out at tables at dinner and so forth. You're probably sick of the hearing <laughs> from by now, but uh, I'd like, I like it possible to meet every franchisee at least once. Yeah, look, if you want to come down, just give us a heads up maybe so we can make sure you're, like, yeah. you're around. Because grabbed you, I've grabbed you a couple of times and called you on the phone and people just rock up to the office wanted to meet you and stuff. So yeah. it's not a problem at all. Cool. All right, next one we're going to hear is from, where's Rosie? Rosie. Rosie here, another cleaning group. My question is, what are your goals for 2022? More greens? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, there's a lot of exciting things happening actually. The, the RTO is going to be really big and I hope that will help us to grow in all kinds of ways. Um, Jim's jobs development is going to make a big, big, big difference. 
what we've seen already is that people are using it are getting less complaints than others. They're doing things, it's, much, it's always designed to actually help you to give better service. Within a couple of months, it'll also warn you about problems with, with, with service. And it'll, I just want to do better and better. Oh. I mean, we want to grow. We'll probably hit $5,000, 5,000 franchises sometime around the middle of the year, we reckon the way we're going. But I just want to do better and better. I'd like to see our service getting better to our clients and, and I'd like to see more franchisees doing better too. Thank you. Thanks for that question. Got a lot of comments in the thing as well. I'm not ignoring, I just want to try and get to as many questions as we can because we've got a heck here. I don't know if we're going to get to them all. But the next one here we've got is from Warwick. Where's Warwick? Yep. It's a great question, Warwick. Which division are you going to be, mate? Mowing. Mowing. Yeah. Jim's mowing. He's, he's from Brisbane. Brisbane? Yeah. Dan Cole. Oh, up in Dan's region. Cool. Dan's the man. He is. Dan's the man. Um, my question is, with the amount of work that's around and all the leads that get unserviced, and like with all the support and the systems that are in place, why do you think that it's hard getting franchisees to come on board? Good question. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I often ask that myself. I think actually um, it's got to do with the stupid prejudice that people have against manual work. Mm. The fact that the people think that you've got to go in and do some sort of white collar job and be on a computer and that mm. kind of stuff and in the air conditioned office. And yeah. I, I just don't think they recognise that it's so much better to be self-employed. Yeah. Look, I never intended to be a, a gardener. The only reason, quite honestly, I became, I wanted to be an academic. Yeah. And only when I couldn't find a job and I had no prospect of a job did I actually start gardening full time as a living. And, and it turned out quite well, as you can see. But mm. um, I think people just don't know. And one of the points we try and make, put to people is, there's a, there's a wonderful book called The um, American, The Millionaire Next Door, which is about American millionaires. Now, if I ask people what they think an American millionaire is like, they would generally tend to think you're some sort of a tech guru or a banker mm. or accountant or someone like that. Yep. Actually, they're not. They're typical, typically, typically people like us. Yeah. Most American millionaires are actually tradies, basically, who built their business, just the way we talked about, like people like Dan. Yeah. That is the typical thing. And, and why not? You don't have to have a degree. Yeah. You don't have to have a huge amount of wealth behind you. You just have to have that the work ethic and the willingness to look at it, what you're doing and say, how can I do it better? Mm -hmm. and, and you might be quite startled at how much you achieve, especially when you've got a, somebody, a franchise or like uh, Dan to give you a, <laughs> some guidance as to how to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think I've got, got a good one there. So. You have. But the, um, the misinformation, there's a lot of misinformation as well of franchises. I run a lot of the Facebook ads and you see all the thing, or oh, they take 30% of your revenue, yeah. or you know, this and that, or the fees are all exorbitant, you know, yeah. go yourself and all yeah, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. It's just general from franchising with all the um, Domino's pizzas and stuff, let's say last year, which, yeah. which gave a bad rap where you know, Michelle's, Michelle's Pastoria or whatever, mm. you know, news.com.au used to just love putting it on there for But it's, it's typical of, of, of wealthy civilizations like ours that people are less and less inclined to do the dirty jobs, even if they're unemployed. <laughs> or even if they can make far more money. It's kind of like a, it's a prejudice thing. And I think it's stupid. I, I, I reckon that one of my most fortunate things is I just like working physically. I mm. love being outdoors and I really enjoy gardening. I still do it for fun. I work on my farm mm. for recreation purposes. Yeah. If, you, if you've got a kind of, that likes that kind of stuff. And as I was saying to people, it, 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 it's not a, it's not as though the white college job is so much better. It's not actually good for your health. It's not even good for your mind. They've done surveys and they found the people who are happiest in their, in their work tend to be florists and gardeners. Mm. Neither of which are exactly white collar, high prestige jobs, but they're good to do. Yeah. So. Mm. 
Thanks for the question. Good luck. <laughs> hopefully, you got Dan is a great mentor up there, so you've got yeah. to build a business, hopefully, and yeah, he'll keep you very busy. Don't worry that. Yes, I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. Cool. I've got one, one real quick one here online, Jim. Tim Meller, when do you launch Jim's Rats or Jim's RAT? Jim RAT testing. <laughs> when do you launch that? No one can get the rats. What? You know the, RAT, the rapid antigen tests? The old controversy with the old <laughs> Harvey Norman selling them and got Kogan selling them for an inflated price, all that sort of stuff. I think it's an area we probably take care of. <laughs> very we wise. Te we tend to be wise. focused on things that are very similar. Mostly the kind of businesses where people actually call up and want a service done and want us to come out and provide a service. We're good at that kind of stuff. We got into um, health clubs at one time and that wasn't a success because we un understand that industry very well. So, yeah. The one more here from Matt Dwyer as well, he's a franchisee, he's been around for 10 years. Um, hi, hi Jim, last year I asked if the job code mo slash vacant block could be added to the system. I don't know if it's happened yet. I know the ladies in the CC have hundreds of codes, but really hope this one may be added in the near future. About adding in a new service code. Yeah, the biggest problem with that is that, is that your codes can, can accelerate out of sight. So we tend to try and prune them down. Mm. See, mo slash is, 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 is a code. Mo slash vacant block, not so much. He's basically saying, I know a lot of franchisees love this because the problem with the mode slash service code is often used for people that haven't mowed the back lawn for a while and not actual vacant blocks. Can you please consider uh, this one? We could look at it. We could look at it. Has he emailed you that one, Matt? Has he emailed you that one? No, no. no. Give me a, send me an email, Matt. That's probably the best way for that kind of thing. And then I'll, I'll, I'll do some investigation and try and figure out what proportion. What we, what we don't want to have is too many codes with too few leads attached to them. Because mm. the trouble with having a lot of codes is that when a staff member wants to actually select one, they've got to go through this huge range of potential um, service codes and it takes a lot of time mm. and you're trying to get people off the phone fairly quickly. It's also a problem when you book online too, if there's too many codes, um, it can actually make it less likely we're going to get the job. So look, I, I don't mind having a look at it. I'll, I'll, I'll see whether that's a possibility. Maybe we can knock off one of the two of the less used ones. Mm. I've got one here from, where's Rowan? This is a good question because you mentioned Jim's jobs briefly before and this directly relates to it. What division are you from, Rowan? Uh, mowing. Mowing, cool. Uh, Jim, this, uh, with all the new changes to Jim's jobs that we've heard about today, have you considered just leaving it for CRM and scheduling and moving the financial side to a professional accounting software platform? Well, you can do that already. Like, you can um, feed it out, but completely remove it from Jim's jobs? Well, you want, to connect, you want to connect Jim's jobs to the software. What you've got in Jim's jobs now is a system which actually exports the information to Xero, for example. I think it's Xero and, what is it, Myob? Xero and Myob, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Yeah. It exports it. You don't want to have to manually transfer it across. It'll take yeah. ages. So what, it, what it's got is a system that will actually transfer the thing straight across into that. So you, if you want to do that, you can. Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing is, that kind of thing costs money. And by the end of the year, we expect to have a system that will do, for 99% of franchisees, will do everything you need, up to and including BAS, and it won't cost you anything. If you want to keep on using zero, you can. Mm -hmm. But our position is, why would you pay 30 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month for something that, that Jim's jobs can do just as well? Can, sorry, just follow up to that. Go ahead. Can accountants get into Jim's jobs to pull analytical data Yes. If they're helping manage the business. Well, that's what I'm saying. We will provide as far as we can. See, something like Zero or Myob are very complicated programs, and they can run all kinds of business. They'll run, you know, sports centre, all kinds of things, which is different from us. 
what we aim to do is to take the elements of that program that are relevant to our business, which is only a portion of a much, much larger finance package. Now, as far as we're concerned, we should be able to um, give you everything that you need. As far as analysing data is concerned, we should actually be able to go a long way beyond Maya for anything else because what we will do eventually, it will do things like tell you how much, whether you're charging right. For example, if you will want to share, now you're not required to share financial information, but if you wish to, you can actually um, benchmark you against other franchisees in your area. And they might say, hey, you know, the average franchisee in the area is charging $65 a lawn and you're only charging $50 a lawn. And yes. it suggests that you raise it. Now, Zero can't do that because no. it wouldn't have access to the other information. We can also do things like look at different ways to improve your income. We can look at different ideas within the system that will actually help you, would guide you to say, okay, you can make more money if you do this. Well, this is the way you can actually improve your, in, your income by travelling less. Or you could sell us some outlying jobs and you can buy some internally or just take ones in your territory and you can actually drop your travel because you're travelling too far. Now, we can, we're going to be able to do within a year a whole stack of things that Zero will never do for you. And that's the aim. We're spending something like $5 million a year on software development right now and that's not going to slow. Yeah. Do you currently use Zero with the? Have you used it before? Uh, with the separate business. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no login, and you give it to your bookkeeper to log in and do the stuff for exactly, you. Exactly. Yeah. Look, by all means, by all means, use it for the time being. Uh, at the moment, Jim's jobs won't do everything that you want, but down the track a bit, just have a look at what we're doing, and I think you'll find because we're focused very narrowly on this business, on your business, on the, on the tradies business. And we've got comparative stats and all kinds of things. In the end, we'll probably do a far, far better job. Because okay. that's the aim. It's one of the things that I see as the most exciting development. That's why I'm investing so heavily. $5 million a year in software is not a small. It'll probably rise, if anything. Thanks for that question. Really good, good one. Good, good question. And any feedback without Jim's jobs, they can give it to you. Or is it Infotech? Who are they giving it to? Um, yes, feed it back. You can, you can yep. send it to me if you like. Or you can just put it to Infotech and they'll take account of it. I mean, one of the things we're doing all the time is we're getting feedback from about a thousand people using it right now and they're constantly giving us feedback and they're saying what they like what they don't like but we actually have a have a reward system if you can work out a way to significantly improve the software particularly by making it easier to use or more we'll give you a month's free fees so one franchise just recently got seven months free fees they had seven suggestions all great ones all about improving the way it, it's used. A couple of quick questions online. So David's gone, would there be a way of having Jim's jobs linked with ServiceMate? Not all my income is from Jim, so I need to ServiceMate and Zero. So he's just saying, is there another way to link it with a... I don't think ServiceMate's... I think it's based on ServiceMate. I don't think it's a link But when you it. say you... I don't know what he means. Where's your income? Is, is, it, is it doing the same kind of jobs? Yeah, I don't think it's definitely the same type of work. Well, so. then it makes no difference. You can use Jim's jobs regardless. Right. doesn't matter where the work comes from. It'll be handled in the same way. Maybe put more detail in there, David, as well. And there's yeah. another one from Ashnik who's gone here. When will the Jimbo app be available and what's the current progress? So Jimbo's the franchise or app now labelled. Well, so. Jimbo is already... This is Jimbo. There, there was an old franchisee mm. program called Jimbo, which mm. is now redundant. Jimbo is one for franchisors to use and also to extend them off the staff. So that's actually running already, but it, it's it's going to be expanded a lot. So, for example, um, with Jimbo, you can do things like you can talk to franchisees. The franchisor can be reminded to ring franchisees and you can dictate the notes. It doesn't, it, very shortly, it'll be able to handle sales, franchise sales. Mm. Um, I want it to be able to use it myself. So I, I ring my franchise on anniversaries, like, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, 
moment I have to actually uh, copy them into my phone, eventually, within a few months, Jimbo will do that for me and just remind me every day, hey, you've got a few calls to make, which really will cut down the, the work quite a lot. So Jimbo's big, but Jimbo is more about serving, looking after franchisees, mm. whereas Jim's jobs is about looking after clients. Cool. Let's try and rip for these ones here as many as we can. They've got one from Taron. Where's Taron? Is it Taron? Yep. Which division do you think we're going to call you? <laughs> Which division are you going to be from, Taron? Uh, cleaning. Cleaning. Cool. Um, I was just curious to ask if you were looking at expanding into other countries other than the ones already? Yes. We definitely have that in mind. Um, in fact, I just, just sent out a list today of the, of the aims for this year, and one of the things is to look at different countries. We've been in the UK, didn't do very well. We think we know why. We've got better systems, better software now. We'd like to go back. And we'd also like to go into America. We're actually over the border. We're in British Columbia. But Seattle's just a very short drive away, so we'd like to be going into America very shortly. We think it's a huge market. There is nothing like gyms anywhere in the world. The kind of thing we do and the way we do it is totally different to any other franchise system around. And I think it's got very big potential. Maybe, maybe, maybe you will play a role in that one day. Who knows? If you want to see change or go to a different country, we had one from Kenya, a lady from Kenya, used the Ask Jim question box during the week. It yeah. wasn't a scam. It was legit, this one. This was about the, um, the, the, <laughs> the gym's group model. She said, I want to start a similar model in Kenya, but skewed towards health as I'm a nutritionist. What would it cost to get a consultancy service set up to be a similar model here in Kenya? Would you mm -hmm. offer mentorship? My little company is yeah. this. And what, I, what, what yeah. I wrote back to her is to say, just in case you're watching, mm -hmm. um, I would be... Um, we don't have any, anything for mentoring as such. We don't have that kind of role. But if you'd like to make it to Australia, we're very happy to shout you through our basic franchise training course. Mm. I think it's got big potential. Jim's, um, Jim's jobs will also be something that could potentially be used worldwide. It's not restricted to Jim's franchisees. And we think it's a, it's a great way of third world countries because it's free. Help you to run a better business. We got one from Dave McDonald's real quickly. He says it's for a completely unrelated business. So it's actually not for a related business. And he says service mate manages staff really well. So I don't know if Jim's job is managing. Jim's job is we will manage staff eventually. Yeah. I, at the moment, I can't say what we can do, but one of our plans for this coming year is that we'll be able to handle staff, yeah. particularly because it's such a focus of ours to try and help our franchisees to, to put on people. So it's in, it's, in the, it's in the works. A quick one online from Adam Hatcher who's gone, how many franchisees currently? 4,560 on last time I looked, I think. There you go. Yeah, it's around about that, I think, yeah. Hopefully 5,000 by the end of the year, which we can hope. I reckon probably quicker than what we're going now. Yeah? yeah? Hope so. Cool. I've got a couple more questions here. So we've got Nigel. Where is Nigel? Yep. From Carver Cleaning. Uh, how are you, Jim? Uh, just you? wondering how was your Christmas and what did you get up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm notorious about not liking holidays, I must say. I find between Christmas and New Year a very hard time. I, uh, so... I actually had, I've got 10 children, so quite a few of them went down to the beach. We, had a, we have a place at Inverloch, so we spent a few days down there, which wasn't too bad. But I'm really pleased to back on work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, uh, I don't know, sometimes I think I'm lazy, but I often get described as a workaholic. I just enjoy what I do so much. And yep. it's so exciting. Business is so much fun. It really is. I just, I just even through that time, I was just dreaming about the, what's coming on the next year and all the things that we're doing. It's so good. Yep. Oh, very good. Thank you. One of Wells Christmas related as well is from Amy. Where's Amy? Amy's here? Yeah. Um, 
What did you buy your wife for Christmas? What did you buy your wife for Christmas? Good question. Um, I bought her um, a, a, a bangle, like a, um, what do you call it? I don't know, you bought it well, for what, do you, what do you put on somebody on your wrist? What's it called? Bracelet. Bracelet, yeah. A bracelet and matching earrings. Actually, one was, one was for Christmas, the other was for her birthday. So the only thing my wife likes is jewellery, which is... Well, that's not true, but anyway, that's, that's what she likes, so that's what I get her, because she, like, she enjoys jewellery. Not, not massively expensive stuff, but just nice. <laughs> and they were both matching with sort of um, blue, like a blue stones. The sapphires or something, or what were they? I don't know what they are. Yeah. They're just blue. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went into a jeweller's shop with my, with my son and my 12-year-old and, and he basically helped, he helped me pick out what she, they thought, we thought she'd like. There you go. Thanks for that question. Well, what, another, did you, what, what did you get for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing really. <laughs> Not much really. A franchise. A franchise. That's the present that keeps on giving. That's right. So well, Another personal question here from Audrey. Where's Audrey? Do you have Audrey here? Yeah. Audrey at the back. I like this question. We've got a lot of comments, comments and questions online. I'm not ignoring them. I'll try and get through the ones here first and rip through some online at the end. I'm trying to encourage my husband to cook and he doesn't <laughs> like cooking, but um, hopefully he's listening. Do you cook um, and what's your favourite dish? Do you cook and what's your favourite <laughs> <laughs> Well, my cooking tends to be over a barbecue. Oh. I like the like wood-fired barbecue. I've got a special thing where you, you pile the bricks into a she shape and uh, into a shape like that, and you put a grill across the top and wood, and you cook some really nice stuff on it. You put corn on the cob on a barbecue or something else, um, sometimes a bit of schnitzel or a, uh, veg vegetarian stuff. Uh, that, that's probably my only thing that I really cook. <laughs> my wife's a very good cook, much better than me. When we first got married, which is 20 years ago, I actually cooked for her and she said, never again, I'll cook from now on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about your breakfast? What do you do for breakfast? Don't eat breakfast. What about the wham thing? What's Don't that you one? eat porridge? Oh, sorry. No, I, I used to have, I used to have oatmeal for breakfast, but I, I, do, I practice 16-8 fasting. Oh, yeah. Which means that I try and have all my meals in an eight-hour window. It's actually very good for the body. It gives your cells the opportunity to recuperate and you tend to eat a bit less because I like stuff like chocolate, so if I didn't control it, I'd <laughs> like that, I'd get overweight. So. I find 16-8 fasting is very good. You find a bit, get a bit hungry towards lunchtime sometimes, but I reckon that's, that's helpful. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the question. Cool, we've got another one here related to what you eat. It's from Kavinda. Yeah. Kavinda. Well, oatmeal is very good, actually. If you're going to have a meal, oatmeal, I used to have oatmeal with, sweetened with um, sultanas, and you can cook it in a rice steamer, if anybody doesn't know that. It's a really nice-tasting, good meal. Jim, my question is going to be totally off the track. Very dinner time, light-hearted question. Uh, we can read about you in Google, uh, understand the company on the financial papers, everything about your life history in your book. The one thing which we cannot know, we don't know anywhere, how much you weigh? How much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> I think this comes up every hour. And you said that you are so fit, you're always fit. Talk about no, no I, I weigh between 66 and 67 kilos. I think this morning I was 66.5 kilos on the scale. But the, my basic idea is, based on my height, um, I, I like to keep my body mass index at um, 22, which is in the middle of the day, then 25. And for me, that weight is 66 kilos. So at the moment, I'm about half kilo overweight. Okay, that's my New Year resolution, so I will be 56 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> so when, 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 when you're overweight, Jim, what do you do? You just won't eat or do you...? Just trying to eat, eat less, especially eat less. the bad stuff. 
thanks for that question, Kavinda. It's not a bad one. Jim talks about, you talk about your weight a bit when you do the fitness stuff and all those podcasts. But look, the best thing about weight is, is, is this, and it's actually going to be a lot easier for people here because you're actually starting a very physical kind of job, most of you. Um, but my view of weight is that you, you, you never let yourself get too far. It's quite easy to take off a kilo. It's much more difficult to take off 10 kilos. So you, you, you have a, and I weigh myself very regularly and I just, I just have an aim to keep to that sort of level. And if I'm weighing too much, then I would just simply not eat so much. And, and especially, I love things like chocolate and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm terrible. I, I have a big thing in Nutella. You know, anybody like Nutella? It's, it's the worst thing. It's like my version of crack cocaine. I'll get into a jar and I'll start spooning it. I can't stop. And they actually, they actually have to hide the Nutella jar. And they, but they put it in really obvious places, like they put it in the bread maker or something, which is easy to find. So I'm, I'm known as being an addict. Cool. <laughs> We're going to rip through these ones here. So we got one from Macaria? Macaria? Macaria. Macaria, sorry. Macaria. Hi, James. I just wanted to find out if you by any chance struggle from procrastination like I do by any chance. Do you procrastinate? Is this a good question? Do I? Please. I don't think you do. I don't think you do at all. I'm probably reasonably disciplined. I, I, I have a practice of, because I want to respond to my franchisees very fast, and I'm known for that, I tend to clean my email box very, very regularly. So I don't tend to put things off because I wouldn't want to let my people down. If somebody relies on me, and it's, it, what I say is if, you've, if you're going to reply to somebody, whether you reply within two hours or within two weeks, it's no different in the time that you take, but your effect on the person is quite huge. It's just like when you're returning a phone call to a client, whether you call within two minutes or two days, it's the same time, isn't it? But the effect is dramatically different in terms of the thing. So I would try pretty hard to be disciplined to get things done I need to get done. And, and you know, if I need to get something done, I just get somebody to ask me, I need this done by so-and-so, and I'll make sure it's finished. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a thing. There's a wonderful book called um, Atomic Habits, okay. which, which I really recommend to you reading. Um, and it's about how you set good habits up and how you, you do things like make it easier to do the things that you want to do. Okay. Like, for example, if you want to get something done, you actually set it up so that you... Um, it's easy, you just get up and it's already there. Yeah. And, 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 and you don't have to think about it. If you want to change your diet, you just have good food available, easy. Like in the, in the office around here, I, I try and keep the chocolates and stuff to a minute, mostly because I eat them myself and go around. But, but we get fruit in on, on, a Wednesday, on a Monday morning and a Wednesday too, and, and we share the fruit around the office. So people want to have a snack, they can pick up something healthy like fruit. Yeah. So the same principle applies. Just try and make it easy. Try Atomic Habits. It's a atomic really good book. Atomic Habits. I'll write atomic that one habits. down. We also have a video of how Thank Jim you. deals with emails and complaints online. So you can actually watch how Jim does it. It's very quick and you don't reread over things much. And no. you won't write an email like this ever. It's one, one word sometimes or a sentence. Well, I probably, I probably do about 100 emails a day mm. and, and phone calls as well. So I, I'm a big thing, very disciplined in how yeah. I do it. You, you read it once, start with the most recent, deal with it. Do something with it. Yeah. Second deal with it. Don't, don't jump ahead too far. Don't yeah. reread things. Just deal, 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 deal. But I don't want to let my people down. Yeah. I have a very strong sense of obligation to my franchisees because I know that what I do makes a difference. Yeah. If somebody's got a problem, then it, it's, it's, it's intolerable for me to delay doing something about Absolutely, that. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Great question. Because but now we have no one here gets compliance, but it's actually a good video to watch on how you deal with compliance for franchisees because you get an inside view into watching how Jim does it. So you know a bit more about the decision making. Not everybody's happy, as, as Lee yeah, mentioned before, yeah, true. as he was saying. But the process is transparent and you can watch it and you can you can see how it's all done. We've got a few comments here real quickly. Dean Trelaw saying, stop overfeeding the guys at the training. How's the food been? Everyone liked the food? Been good? Awesome. Coming back for the food? Yeah, no, no, no Don't worry, you, you'll sweat it out. Actually, I tell you what, when, when you start off, especially if you're a mowing guy, you'll, you'll lose that fast. Some blokes in mowing deal is like, you know, 12 kilos in two months. They just drop the weight. So, yeah, you, know, you can't yeah. be lazy in that we, one. We often say get uniforms a little tight because you will tend to shrink a bit, which mm. is nice. And Peter Bird's gone in real quickly. I have a gym's cleaning business in regional Vic. Very, very difficult to find employees, especially good ones you can rely on. Yes. It's hard to grow your business without good employees. It'd be great yes. if gyms did a campaign to recruit employees for their franchisees. Just the thought, Happy New Year, Jim. So the RTI hopefully will hope maybe... We're hoping that yeah. will be... I don't know how that applies to cleaning, but maybe it does. Mm. We could certainly train people in things like window cleaning and carpet cleaning and maybe general cleaning as well. But we see it as a big avenue for that, for sure. I've got one quick one here from John Deakins for you, Jim. Once you have completed a job and sent an invoice to a customer, how long do you think is a reasonable time to wait for payment? From John. Well, I don't think people should, should lay more than, more than a week at the most. I mean, that's my view. Mm. We, we have a pretty dim view of clients who don't pay us promptly and properly. We'll actually do what we call red list them. If you report a, French, a customer who's... We had one just come up last week where a customer was complaining bitterly about a franchise failing to provide service. And I, and I asked the franchisee about it, and he said, well, because they, they, they're very slow to pay. And so I, I not only I deleted the, the complaint, because it was grossly unfair and, and, and wrong in my view, we also red-listed the client as a bad payer. Mm. I don't tolerate that kind of stuff. My, my franchisees deserve to be paid properly. And the one here from Lordy, Lordy Kendall, nice name there. He's going, can Jim do an audio book that we can all listen to on daily repeat? That'd be the best ever. I think he's a bit of a young fan. So he wants to hear you do an audio book. So we've got, we've got your audio book done, but it wasn't you doing it. So I think I think the the audio, the person who does the recording, is is, is got a better voice than I do. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I listen to a lot of audio books, and I reckon the ones where the, or, the the author reads the book is usually not as good as the ones where you're a professional reader. Mm. We've got your one. Hopefully, it should be indexed with Amazon very soon on Audible. So I'm yeah. pretty happy we're going to have that. I think he's pretty good, actually. He doesn't sound exactly like me, but he's got a good, got, he's got a proper Aussie accent. Proper Aussie, you know, sort of 50-year-old. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. And we've got one here from Lily. So where is Lily? We'll try and rip through these ones as much as we can. Which division are you going to be from, Lily? Uh, Clem. Clem, cool. Hi, Jim. Uh, just got a quick, uh, quick question. Uh, if you can only choose three, what are the top three characteristics that you think uh, a franchisee should have? in order to succeed? Um, you've got to really want to look after customers well. Really mm. want to, because not for the sake of the money, but because it's in your nature, that you hate to let customers down. It's an emotional thing more than a money thing. You've got to have the kind of attitude that says, I'm going to look at my business every day and I'm going to work out how to do it better. That's really key. Not to say I'm good enough and you want, to, you, want to, you want to link with other franchisees. You want to go to meetings. You want to talk to your franchisor. You want to learn from other people all the time. If you do those three things, you'll tend to do very, very well. Because mm. it doesn't matter how where you start from. If you keep on getting better, you'll be absolutely astonished at how well you can, much you can achieve. The difference between me as a, an impoverished person mowing lawns because I didn't have anything else I could do 
deeply in debt and where I am now is not one or two big decisions. It's thousands and thousands of little decisions. Every day of my working life, I'm saying, how can I do it better? How can I improve? Every day, never any exception. Weekends, holidays, Christmas Day, everything. I'm never, ever, ever stop thinking about that. So if you do that, you'll be great. I'm sure you will. Okay, thank Great you. Question, Thanks. Got a few quick ones online. John Deakins has gone in regards to the payment stuff. Why through Jim's contracts do I have to wait 30 days? So Jim's contracts is another department. We deal with NDIS and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit yeah. They may really like those people to do contracts. Yeah, that's part of the problem because, because um, in actual fact, Jim's contracts will often pay you before they get paid. They do, yeah. In fact, they, they tend to do it. So they actually guarantee 30 days, but you, that's the nature of dealing with, with bigger suppliers. All I can say to you is that you've got to allow for that and maybe charge you a little fraction more to, to, to make it clear. And real quick one from Dean Cass, how do we know when there's enough franchisees in the area or town for mowing in particular? I don't know, we've never, <laughs> we've never got to that stage. No. What we tend to find is that the more franchisees, the more work there is. You've got to bear in mind though, it sounds like we've got a lot of franchisees, four and a half thousand at latest, or a bit over. But how many, how many in the whole of Australia? There'd probably be like half a million. Mm. We're, we're a very small, small amount in comparison with the total of people, of, of, inde of independent contractors. Not, uh, our competitors haven't really got that many by comparison, but the independents are huge. So we tend to find that actually it's the opposite. The more franchisees you have, the more work for franchisee. I can remember the first time we actually put a franchisee on in Cranbourne, in, which is southeastern Melbourne, and we had like one job in Cranbourne in the first month. We've got five people working full time in Cranbourne and mowing these days, five, all flat out. Growth feeds on itself. The more trailers you have, the more work you have, and it's not just in proportion. Like if you're doing an advertisement for a like, we don't do much TV these days, but if you're running a TV ad, one of the things they'll tell you is you don't just put one ad on. You must repeat it. So it's better to put five ads on at, at less peak time than one on a peak time because it's the repetition matters. Five repeats is a lot better than, more than five times better than one repeat. Mm. And so it's the, it's the multiplicity of people driving around that tends to build the awareness that gets you the work. Now, good question there, Adeen, from online. So we've got another one here from, it's Aiden. Where's Aiden? I don't know the answer. Aiden here? Sorry, that for Aiden. It's not a problem. His base. Sorry? Adam. Oh, Adam, sorry. Sorry, I thought it was an I. Adam, sorry, mate. Jump up. What division are you going to be mate? Mowing. Cool. Uh, yeah, if anyone wants to start a franchise, I'm just come down for the buffets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> amazing. Great review for the food. The oh, staff will love it. I'm not going home. What did you enjoy the best? Uh, the calamari at lunch today was yeah. next level. Good stuff. Uh, question is that what, what new divisions are coming up next? New divisions, I don't know this one. So I'll be good interested in here. Uh, the biggest development's probably the RTO in general, isn't it, I guess? But we don't have any, any plans, actually. Divisions tend to start fairly quickly when somebody comes up with an idea or notices something. The ones that we wanted to start, we've just started, like driving school. It's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. There's a, little, there's a lot of things we'd like to do, but it's often better to find the right person. We'd love to do things like, um, Optometry, a lot of health-related stuff, physiotherapy. Jim's first aid. Um, yeah. We actually would love to get going um, personal training because I've got a big thing about health. So if I was going to do one, it'd be that one. But it's often it's a case of finding the right person to to be the pioneer. Yeah, fair, cool. So, Jim's no repairs. 
Somebody might come up with something. Yeah, mobile repairs, was it? Yeah. yeah. We had that one mentioned a few times, the mobile repairs, mobile mobile repairs. Well, we actually do have a plan for that. Whether it's a franchise or not, we're actually looking for a shop right now, um, probably around Killsite, somewhere close to here. The idea being, the main reason for that, though, is so we can buy in bulk and give, because they won't let you, they won't let you act as a, as a reseller unless you've got a shop where you can do repairs. So the idea is we can actually get a shop with someone who can do repairs, and then we can buy massive quantities of the right thing and get a really good price to give our franchises a better deal. They still can buy for if they want to, but we reckon we can do better. Now, if that works particularly well, we may well franchise that. I like it. Thanks. Great question. A good wrap for the food as well. So it's good for the staff. Had it a couple of times. It's really good. Cool. Next one here is from Matt. Where is Matt? Yeah. Front row. Oh, hi. How are you going? Yeah, I mean, you've obviously, over your time, you've had a lot of challenges and adversity. Is there any sort of challenges in the past that you've overcome that you can sort of apply any learnings from back then to now in the sort of this crazy time we're living in? Let me tell you, the worst challenges I ever faced are not in business at all. I, I, um, I lost my access to my kids um, some 25 years ago for a couple of years. That was the worst trauma of my whole life. And I love my kids dearly, and that was really, really, really hard to take. Um, I've been divorced three times. Mostly, not, not their discretion, not mine. It wasn't my, <laughs> wasn't my itchy feet or anything. It was, it was my wife couldn't stand me. I fortunately to find a lady who is, loves me despite, and I adore her. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you make mistakes. One of the, mis the worst mistakes I tend to have made in the past is to go into business I don't really understand very well. Um, things like, um, well, health companies I mentioned before, that was a bad mistake. And a lot of people actually lost a lot of money, which is painful, including my wife, I might say. Um, things like we, put, we started a shop to make trailers. It was a bad idea because I don't, it's not my area, not my industry. I got involved with developing a psychology institute, which really wasn't a great idea too, because it's not my expertise. Trade exchange, again, not my expertise. So I tended to get, get into things. I tried to get a tourist resort going way apart again. It's a mistake to do things you don't really understand. You're better to do with the kind of things you know very well. But one of the strengths I do have, and I've got many weaknesses, is that I'm very resilient. I'm very... Um, my wife says I like one of those, you know, like those plastic things that have got a weight in the bottom and when you push them down, they spring back. I got this sort of psychological strength that doesn't matter what happens. I just said, okay, made a mistake, let's move on. So is that innate or is that practice or is that, what's that about? Um, a lot of it's got to do with health and so forth. I think being a practicing Christian helps me a lot. Um, gives it a core of value to my life. I also have a sense of purpose, which is very powerful. Like, um, I, the whole reason, the whole idea of running gyms was to, is to fund the money for a research program into the epigenetics of social behaviour. Have you got that book? Did you get those books? No, they swapped the office. Oh, you couldn't get in. I'm sorry about that, yeah. Um, I, I could have given you a key, I've got one. I'll give it to one, that's right. I do want you to show that actually. It's this one here, slightly bent. Should, that should open it. Yeah. So I did a PhD back in, in, in when I was in my 20s, in the 1970s and early 80s. Um, I came up with a very new way of thinking about society, which had a lot of potential benefits to humanity. 
and my whole notion of, of going into business was to fund that, which I'm now doing for the tune of a couple of million dollars a year. And I hope to increase that dramatically with time. Because I always had that sense of purpose, which to me is a sort of a God-given task, that helps me to get through any downtime because I've got my eyes fixed on something else. If your life is more than making money, it's, it's, it's easier to, to recover from things that are bad. And so my research program, my family has always given me a sense of purpose. I love kids. Um, I want them to be the best people they can. And I think somehow when you keep your focus on what you're ultimately on about, it's, it's easier to cope with the things that go wrong because you put them in perspective. Thank you. Good question. Great, Great question. question. Good answer, absolutely. Got two more here as well, which we can get to. We've got to wait for Ben to it's given us a bit of a delay for that, so it's good. Is it, is it Jason or Jade or, uh, regarding retention of seeds? Jason, sorry, mate. I can't yeah. read your handwriting. You're too used to a computer. Jason. Yep, so my question is uh, regarding retention through the, all of the divisions um, in measuring in years, uh, what would be the average of that people stay within the gyms group? Good question. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bit difficult to measure because who do you actually measure? Um, because people who, if, if, you, if you look at how long the average person's been in, in the division, it doesn't, it's, it's distorted by the fact that people have just started off. Mm. And, and because we're growing so fast, you tend to have a lot. What we tend to look at more is the attrition rate. You know, how, what proportion of franchisees live in a given year? And we find out that in the beginning, the first year, it's about 11%. Second and third year tends to go about 15%. It rises a bit. If you've been out for a while, like 10 years, your attrition rate is much, much lower. So that's probably the best way to look at it, because that's a statistic. And there's, there's a, there's a um, system in, in, in FMS which helps us to actually analyse that, so you can look at each division. So, for example, we find that um, <coughs> fencing is actually one of the divisions that has the highest attrition rate. And it's not because people failed at fencing, it's because they, they go, tend to go independent because they get so much work. Whereas divisions like um, antennas have a much lower attrition Test rate. Test and tag has a very low attrition rate for some reason. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, in the last few years, last 10 years, say, are you having more people come into the group than leave? Oh, are yes, of course. It is growing. Oh, we're going quite dramatically. Before COVID, 2019, we had a, something under 3,850, something like that. We were actually static for a couple of years, but the last couple of years have been very good. Uh, we're growing very fast. And and is that growth coming from new uh, divisions or from the existing divisions? Well, mostly from existing divisions. Mowing division is growing quite fast. Cleaning, dog wash is growing very fast. Yep. Um, quite a few divisions are doing... Most divisions are actually, are actually growing at the moment. Um, but it's all a case of... of <laughs> you've got people who... We don't make it that difficult for people to go independent. There's a few thousand dollars you need to pay for the right to waive the restraint of trade, but we don't make it hard. So there's probably almost as many ex-gems out, out there as there are gyms franchisees. So that happens. Yeah. We accept that. It's part of it. We, we don't think people should keep on paying fees if they don't see the value. We'd like to show you there is value. Yeah. Thank you. Great question, Joseph. Which division are you going to be? Mine. Mine. Cool. And the last one from the people here is Sonia. Where is Sonia? Great question to end on, I reckon. Whilst Ben gets his act together and hopefully gets in. He's got the wrong one as well. It's the wrong book. It's the wrong book. The wrong book. <laughs> no, the one, no the one that says epigenetics and character, it's there. Yeah. On my desk. We can all board the prize if anybody wants it. <laughs> Even if you're a bit late getting back, Ben. Come on. <laughs> okay, well, you've answered the first part of my question already, which was 
you're an integral part of the business, obviously. <laughs> um, do you ever think you would retire? But we've already had that answer. And I guess my second part of the question is, given the brand and your involvement in the business, if you did ever decide to retire, what would happen to the brand and the business? Well, I will retire one day and we'll have a nice ceremony and I'll be the guest of honor in a box on the floor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see myself ever retiring completely. I just don't see it in my mind. What I would possibly do is to retreat. But in a sense, you could exaggerate the role that I play in the business now anyway, because, for example, I have, I deal with a lot of things, like I talk at training meetings and so forth, and I, and I get involved with complaints, and I, and I do a lot of PR and stuff, and this kind of thing. Yeah. But the actual work of running the business is probably more with Rocky than me. He actually supervises the staff and handles most, most things that go on, so he and his staff yeah. tend to do it. So I'm not, I'm not quite as um, integral to the business as you might think. And, and as time goes on, as we grow, we just got a lot of really good people. I've got wonderful staff at all kinds of levels. Joel handles the PR and so forth, social media, those kinds of things. Um, I've got a wonderful lady in account, Cynthia. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a great guy, Kerem, who's running our IT um, department. You've got a lot of really, really great staff. And it's more than one person. I also have, as I've mentioned before, 10 children. And I've, you know, there's a pretty good prospect Good, thank you. <laughs> but you didn't get the you didn't get the green book. You probably set off the alarm as well. I did. You set off the alarm. Do you, do you know the code? I know. That one there for anybody who was that's what I was talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I look. I think there's a very strong culture within gyms, which I certainly hope would survive me. It's a hundred percent family-owned company. Yeah. And I would think out of my 10 children, there's at least one or two or three of them who could probably carry on, hopefully, with some of the same. I'd like to think I make a difference, but I'd also like to think that hope that the culture is strong enough to survive it. This yeah. whole way we think about things, which is the, you know, the service, that we're not primarily about making money or, or even growth. We're primarily about looking after people well, looking after clients well, looking after franchisees well. And as long as that, yeah. I know, I know that Jasmine, my daughter, actually, you might see her there. I mean, she's probably the bit, um, she's the one's reception at the moment. Um, she has very similar values to me about such things. She actually talks about it quite passionately. So I, I think she's probably a very good prospect. And she's a very bright young lady. Great, thank you. Won't be any cutthroat thing like the old, let's say maybe what Murdoch has to go to is a show called Succession on HBO, which sort of goes to that sort of stuff, so. Well, what actually happens with Jim's, by the way, um, it's in the family trust deed. Um, my children are getting very little. I, I think it's destructive of kids to have too much wealth. You know, trust fund kids are notorious for bad things. So they basically, we give them a bit of help with housing but, uh, when they have kids, but that's about all. Um, What's your expected life expectancy as well? You've worked it out. I know you. Well, I, I've looked it up online, and according to the thing, I'll, I'll live to something between the age of 93 and about 102. That's my best. But you know, long while yet. every long question, every question that I ask, if you look at these questions, everything that I ask about indicates a long life. I don't smoke, I don't drink, my weight is what it should be, I exercise, I'm still working, I've got a ha happy family life, I'm a churchgoer. You look at every possible question you could, you could do that would indicate long life and I will answer in the question in, in, in that way. I eat a lot of vegetables and fruit, um, I've got a really 
I have regular medical checks. I, I've got, a, I've got a, as good an option as anybody to bring a, a very, very long life. And I've got a lot to achieve. I'm, I'm 69, I'll turn to be 70, but I've got a lot to do in the next 25 years. My research is very important to me. I think if this works out, this will change the world. Because it's to do with character, it's to do with why people get addicted to drugs and so forth. It's to do with changing the basic... And we're doing a lot of work on rats, which has actually confirmed a lot of the ideas. In fact, in that last chapter of the book, it'll talk about that. It talks about the, the, the project and research that's going on. And honestly, it will make a... If it's successful, it will change the world in fundamental ways. This has been my dream, my vision for decades. And I've got a son who's actually very dedicated to it. He's, he's got a degree in neuroscience. He's working on the project as well. Is it essentially your PhD thesis? This is my PhD thesis, but extended quite a lot. If you looked at my PhD thesis looked at this, this is very, very different. It's a long way further on than what I did for my PhD. Because I've continued to work on it. Even when I was mowing lawns, I would get up if I had a day to spare. I'd go down to Monash University and read up in the biomed library. And, and a lot of the things, of, a lot of the, the work we've done with rats, we've been doing experiments with rats for the last 10 years. And that's actually changed a lot of the ideas. In fact, this particular book here, the reason that it has to be this particular book is because it's quite different to the one that um, Ben bought before, because there's been some changes made to the theory based on recent experiments we've done with rats. Well, do guys, we'll leave it on that note there as well. We've gone way over time, so thank, thanks for the delay, Ben, with that one. No problem at all. But we've got, on, we've got through everyone's questions. If you are online and you're a franchise or you're a franchise and we didn't answer your question, please email jim at jims.net. You, you know you can do that. If you want to hold it over for next week, please do. If we didn't get to your question tonight, I apologise. We had so many more people in here than I thought, <laughs> we, than I thought we would. Yeah, go ahead. Go Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? I just think we'll do better and better. I honestly do. Everything that we're doing is really exciting. I think in 10 years' time, We've got four and a half thousand franchisees. We could have a hundred thousand franchisees. We could be overseas in America and, and, and Europe. We could be all over the world. Um, my research program, I want to get to the stage where I can spend $20 million a year on the research program. One piece of advice for the new franchisees. <laughs> I think I've given it before. Focus on doing the job well for the sake of the job. Always look at what you do every day and say, how can I do it better? and then be part of the community and learn from others and listen to them. That's the best advice, which actually I think deserves a prize. Whoever came up with that one, the first one. Oh, well, do you want to get us? Just one, one more quick question. Yes. Would you consider in the next couple of training sessions to have uh, like half a day allocated to trailer training? Because not many people, like as a female, I've never... So, so for those people... Really ...have a car with a trailer, so it would be nice to actually put space up there to actually have so what, what division are you? Alison, you left that one online then, did you? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Basically, that's what we call divisional training because not every division has trailers. So some, what you want to do is to, is to talk to your trainer about that and get some practice. We can certainly make it possible for you to do it, but for sure. It's quite an art backing a trailer, you are right. I backed my huge mowing trailer for years and it, it never gets easy, but it gets easier. <laughs> what are you going to what are you going to what are you going to smash up when you when you back my trunk to the wrong thing? Now he's a bit of gardening your background, so you can clear a bit of land. It's no problem at all. Okay, person, I've got five acres next door. You can go there. It doesn't matter what you knock down. Great. Great. Anyone else? Any more questions before Jim? Yeah, we get these books. You can we buy the book from here? Or yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We have it in Where the from? national office. We have it in the national office. So you just just come up to the office. Yeah. Okay, we'll pick you up.
Cool. Now, prizes, questions. Um, now, you want to give someone to the, the Monopoly. You, you said it before. I can't remember who it was. No, they, they get to choose. Yeah, so what, what was that person? Do you remember the name? What was the question? What was the question? That, I've got a lot of years, so I can't... What, what was the question I said was really good that we should get a prize? Do you guys remember? Uh, I've got three. I'm trying to remember what Jim, Jim was just talking about. It was... Um, <laughs> I like the weight one because the weight one's cheeky. I like that one. And you talk a bit more about your... Yeah, okay. Who asked about the weight? <laughs> okay, <laughs> take a choice. Which one? Which one? Which one? This one? This one? Yeah. Good on you. All right. Um, there was also the one about Jim's uh, a procrastinator. Yeah, I like that yeah, one too. That, that, one that was good too, yeah. Uh, Who was the procrastinator? Uh, bookkeeping division? Just New bookkeeping franchisee. They're not here. They're oh, just well. Left. That's, left. That's tough. Uh, tough. Yeah. Next one. All right. Why don't people join Jim's? Everything. It was. Uh, yeah, well, what's the hesitation of people joining Jim's with so much unservice work? So much unservice work. Yeah, got. that's a good question. Who, who asked that one? Jason, yeah. Was, no, no, oh, was no, it Jason? No, Maybe they've gone as well. Uh, and the next one I had was, uh, what's the worst challenge you've ever faced? Yeah, that's a good question. It's an unusual one too. Who asked that one? Worst challenge, yeah. That was, yeah, I think oh, Matt might yeah. have been the one. Oh, yeah. So you pick whatever you want. Whatever you want. That's the one I would have taken. It's good to see someone take the other one. That's, that's worth the most. That's worth the most. It's the, me it's the most valuable one, that's for sure. And we've got another two. In terms of money. We've got another two here as well. So what else? What else? Well. Over the top but of everybody's here. got this book anyway. So do, there's a bear and there's some cards. So there's a bear and some mowing cards here. So we've got a, we can put that as any shirt you want for the division. And we've got the mowing cards as well. So I'll give you a whole, whole list of them there. Westat has the most division. What do you buy away for Christmas? New divisions are up next. Procrastinate was good. Do you cook? I like that one. That was not a bad question. It's an unusual question. Where's Audrey? Yep. Audrey. Audrey, yep. Which well, one would you like? The bear or the, the cards? Yeah. We'll get you any shirt you want on the bear as well. We've got all the divisions. I'll take the bear. Take the bear. And what yeah. division will you be? Um, dog washing. Dog wash. Cool. So can we Audrey dog wash? And the last one will be the cards. All this stuff, we do have a gym shop, believe it or not, so we've got a heap of monopolies if you all want to give them to clients. Actually, I want that question about, about gyms, jobs, and um, about uh, software programs. CRM question. That was, that was a smart question. Are, I mean, you, are you mowing? Did you mowing get yes, in? Well, awesome. take some cards. Take some mowing cards. We can get some more, more than that as well. <coughs> cool. All right, so we thank you very much for your attention, guys. We went well over by 15 minutes. Awesome questions. Thanks for the queue at the start. Great feedback for the food and all that sort of stuff. And good luck with your franchises. We do this every three to four weeks, so at the end of January. We'll do this again, so please jump on, let us know how you're going. And if you want to have a photo or chat to Jim, I guess, maybe at the end, please feel free to do so. And thanks everyone online. Sorry I didn't answer all your questions tonight. We just had too many. I didn't anticipate 40, 50 people in here, so we normally get to run online. So we'll answer them next time. And have a good time. There you have it, another episode of the Jim's Cast. Thank you very much if you have listened to the end. If you can do us a favour, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your apps. And if you've got any suggestions as well, please make sure you send them through to social media at gyms.net. We'd love to have your feedback about it as well. If you need any more information, please make sure you visit www.gyms.net or call 131546. You can also find us on all the social media channels.